um, motivations. Uh, what is the correct motivation? Correct motivations are essential in your communication skills. Amen. Um, I want to say this to you. We're not always going to get it right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just letting you know something. Um, even the best communicators can, can have some miscommunication or you can have some bad days. Amen. So don't beat yourself up just because you haven't gotten it yet. Amen. Don't, don't get down on yourself, but don't give up on trying. See, that's the key. You know what I mean? Just press on in spite of um, what you don't see happening yet in your life. Amen. And then I told you last week, we talked about, we talked about attitudes. Didn't we not talk about attitudes? We talked about attitudes. What, what do we say about attitudes? All right. That attitude plays a big part in your communication, right? So when you're talking to somebody and you have a resentment, resentful attitude, uh, when you are lying and being deceit and using deceitful words in your disagreements, amen, it puts you in a place where if you really think about it, I'm sorry, it, it puts you in a different place where it just seems like it'll never get better. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you feel like it would never get better? Amen. I've been there. All right. And, and, but the one thing I, that I was not doing, I was not really looking at it uh, through the lens of the scripture. But here's the other thing. I wasn't looking at myself. It's easy to identify. Isn't it crazy? It's easy to identify somebody else's problem. Come on, help me. We become experts. We become behavioral specialists. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you can pinpoint all kinds of stuff on another person, right? But do you not know the thing that you're pointing out is the very thing that's in you? Come on, say amen. Amen. Because I believe that those things are true. Amen. Let me ask a question before I begin. If I were to ask you what was one of the greatest struggles, and, and, and I, know, I know we have some single people here too, but... And, but I'll ask you in a different context. If, if I would ask you, what, do you, well, what is the greatest struggle that you see if you've been married more than five years or married or you've been married, right? What do you think the biggest struggle is? Would you say it's communication? Huh? Okay. And so here, here's the thing. Uh, how, did, how does it get to that point? Does anybody know? Okay. All right. Men respond different to women. Some men, though, right? Some men's like, I don't want to talk about it. We talked about it. It's over. Right? But, but then the wife will be like, no, we need to talk some more about it. Right? Let's keep talking more about it. And the man's like, no, I don't want to talk about it no more. Right? What else? Because that's what we learned, right? That's what we learned, right? Okay, we, we communicate the way our parents communicate, right? And, 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 and how we were taught. Who teaches our kids how to handle conflict? Right? We do. And so if they, now listen, they, they, didn't heard, they didn't heard a whole lot of stuff. If the flies could talk, but if your kids could really tell the truth. 
Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. My kids better not say a word. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's like this unspoken rule, right? You, you know, you, you tell them. Don't you, t- don't you talk about what happened at home. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. What happens in the house stays in the house. Right? But, but, but I believe that raising... Okay, go ahead. You had something? Mm. Right. It, it's the battle for wheels. It's the battle, and that's really what it boils down to, right? It, it's and, and you know what that word, you know what the wheel, you know what that word wheels has to do with? Pride. We, we may want to put a, a nice word to it, but it's pride. You follow what I'm saying? Because that's the very thing when we're talking to people. If, if you, if you want to get your point across so bad, Right, that you're not willing to listen, that's prideful. You follow what I'm saying? And then here's the thing, but your presentation is everything. Amen. Listen, the best of us get caught at different times in our journey, in our communication, right? But but I believe it, it goes back to motives. Goes back to motives, right? And and I said to the men on yesterday, I said, when we go home. It's crazy because we don't hold back as we would if we were in public. Am I right or am I wrong? Right? We just kind of like, poof, we drop, you know, we drop those bombs. I'm talking about those F-bombs and those A-bombs and those... You know, you ain't that bombs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know, depends on what, where you are. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, and the thing about it is it, it starts creating tension in your relationships, right? And, and I would not have, I, I knew this from counseling, but communication hinders, amen, a relationship. A lot of people get divorced over communication. You know that, right? A lot of people stop messing with each other because just because of communication. And so I believe that it's something that the Bible says in James chapter 3. Go to James chapter 3 for me. Let me show you something real quick. Because this is something we spoke about earlier. It, now, now, I told you that we got to remember this, right? Every argument that you have, You've got to remind yourself, James chapter 3, uh, we're going to read from verse 1. Uh, every argument that you have, okay, it's not the person. See, this is why forgiveness should be easy. It's not, it's not the person because the Bible says we battle not against what? Flesh and blood. Now, if the Bible says that, and we understand, you know, that that one phrase has helped me tremendously throughout my life to to not hold grudges. Seriously, like like people that do me wrong and stuff like that. Listen, throughout my life, as, as a Christian, okay, I've learned that, man, I can't take that stuff to heart. And what happens to a lot of us, what do we do? What do we do, Lucinda? Right? We take it personal, right? And then we start having a different look at the person and we, 
you know what I mean? We think it's the person. But, but Ephesians, I went over this. Ephesians 6 says, your battle is not with flesh and blood. And, and I've always said this. Attack, watch this. Attack what? The problem and not who? The person. Go there. James chapter 1. I mean, so James chapter 3 verse 1 says what? Right? So he says, listen, be careful now. See, this is what I tell people all the time now. If you want to be a Bible teacher or if you want to be a preacher or if you want to be a pastor, you better be careful because, listen, what you teach, you got to live. You know, now, now some people don't really take this to heart, but he, he gives a strict warning here. Right? What does he say? Now, why does he say that? He said, because what I teach, I got to live. Hello, somebody. And, and, and here's the thing. And just because you may not agree with what's being taught doesn't mean the one that's teaching you got the problem. Hello, somebody. Come on, say amen. Because <laughs> sometimes, amen, you may not like what you hear. Amen. Right? Look what he says. For we all stumble in what? Many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says... He is what? Now, now, what does that word, you think he's talking about perfection? He's not talking about perfection. Here's what he's talking about. He's talking about maturity. And isn't it amazing how so many of us grown folk act like little two-year-olds? And we throw tantrums. Your kids act like that. Remember when your kid was two? I remember the terrible twos. <laughs> Amen. Some of you, I remember your kids. <laughs> I, I was living the terrible twos with you. <laughs> Amen. I remember them terrible twos. Amen. Three times around, t- terrible twos. And if we really look at how we handle situations sometimes, we're no different than, 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 than acting like a little kid. He says, he says, we are what? He says, if you're able to, if you don't stumble in what you say, you are what? Perfect. You're a perfect man. Able to do what? Bridle the whole body as well. Watch this. What you say dictates where you go. So if you keep speaking, I can't, I won't, we ain't never going to make it. This ain't never going to work out. That's the direction that you will eventually end up in. I can't get better. I can't, I can't make it through this. That's eventually what's going to happen. Because he says the one who, the one who bridles, you know what bridle means, right? What does it mean? When you put a bit in the horse's mouth, right? What does it do? It, it steers, right? It steers the horse in the direction. We're getting there in a minute. But look what he says. He says the one who masters what he says. The one who pays attention to what he says. The one who, come on, help me somebody. The one who matures in what he says and how he says it. Amen. That person can control the destination, the direction, and the destiny of their lives. Come on, help me somebody. Can you imagine that you can change the whole destiny and direction of your marriage if you were to just work on your communication? Or just in relationships, period. Right? 
Watch what he says. He says, now, if we put bits into the what? So that they may obey us, we direct their entire what? Is that something? So what do we do? We put the bit in the horse's mouth to what? To guide and direct them. Watch this. Your words, our communication is probably why we are in the place where we are now. Or the lack of. Okay, because sometimes we just say, I don't want to talk about it. No, no, that's that's a difficult one right there. When you when you when you <laughs> when you gotta communicate with a person who says, Okay, all right. You know what I mean? They don't want to talk it out. Hey to the man, y'all. Come on. Come on. We we I know, I know we I know we talked about this, but we're moving in it, right? Look what he says next. He says, Behold, verse four, the ships also, though they are what? So great are driven by strong what? Winds are still directed by a very small what? Rudder. You know what a rudder is? It's what's at the back of the boat and it goes like this. It's very small. And guess what it does? It actually moves the direction of the what? Of the boat. He says this little thing is directing this big ship. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. This little thing is directing this big ship. You thought it was an attitude problem. You thought the person was mean. You thought the person was this. You thought the person was that. But it all boils down to this. <laughs> the mouth, the tongue, the communication, the conversation. Conversation, y'all. How do you think we go to war? You think we just go to war to, by blows? It's, it's you say, and we see now what's happening in our administration, Right? Okay, and, and, and now, you can, now you can type it. <laughs> you can tweet it. <laughs> okay, but what you're tweeting, you're tweeting what's in your what? On your mind, and, and that, but, but it's still what? Words. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, verse 5, so also the tongue is a what? And yet it what? It boasts. Oh, look what I'm going to do. See? Behold how great a forest is set aflame by such one match. Look what happened in California last year. Just one spark. Sometimes it feels like that, right, when we're communicating. Just... One spark. One spark. But let me help somebody with something today. And I think, Cindy, you said it earlier. See, sometimes the way we respond to what's communicated to us is where the problem comes in. You follow what I'm saying? Sometimes because we didn't learn how to respond. This is why you got to teach your kids. Always be in a teaching mode with your kids. Always take what they do. You know, we grew up in the era where it's yell, 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 shut up, sit down. Don't ask no questions. How I many grew up in that era? Don't you don't you question that? Don't you don't you even shoot? Ask talk back and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Now now that was tough, wasn't it? All right. 
but but well, watch this now. Watch this now. <clears throat> watch this. He says, and the tongue is a what? The very world of what? The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the what? And it set, it sets on fire the what? Hold on a minute. Where you are right now, could it be, I know some of it is circumstances. But could it be that you talked your way into that? He says it's a fire and it sets on fire the course of our life and it sets, it is set on fire by what? Hmm. Hell is using comparison to our tongue. That's interesting to me. It's very, very interesting to me that it has that nature. What happens in hell? Torment. Torture. Never-ending torture. Darkness. There's no deliverance. So when I find myself in a situation in life and I can't speak life, Come on, somebody. And I can't say, God, uh, you know, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going I'm to depend on you. You know, when we cannot speak words that build us up. And then when we start talking to other people, oh, Lord. You ever been told you can't do something? Somebody? Anybody ever doubted you before? Come on. Come on now. Watch this. And you remember it, don't you? It's time to release that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it is. I told you, years ago, I told you all about my situation, but I've let that go. I'm done with that. I refuse to believe, and I refuse to replay the words that set on fire by hell. In other words, you got to discern what's from hell and what's from heaven. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says those things that are true, those things that are lovely, those things that are good repute. If you keep saying, you know, that, that this stuff is just going to go bad for me all the time, all the time, I'm never going. But, but look at my circumstance. Do you think God is going to change your circumstance if you didn't change your conversation? If you don't learn to, if we don't learn to change our conversation in the midst of fiery hell. Come on, y'all. I believe that's the key. I believe that that's, that's what we have to do. Yes, baby, we can, we can change. No, no, we can do this. We can make it through this. I know it's tough right now. I know it's tough. Right? But guess what? We can make it through this. God didn't bring us this far to leave us. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't, he didn't put us together. The Bible says, and this is what you got to do. You got to quote scripture sometimes. And you'll say, not sometimes, but most of the time, all the time. God didn't bring us this far to leave us now. 
He who began a good work in me will finish it. Amen. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, somebody. I, I have the spirit of God inside of me. And the spirit of God leads me. I told you about God says he justified us. He has chosen us. So, yeah, I may not have gotten it yet. I may not have arrived yet. But I'm going to speak life. Come on, y'all. We have to start speaking life into those dead areas of our lives and our relationships. Come on. Because you got to remember something. What God put together, I see people want to get divorced. A year. Two years. How can you live? How can you live? How can you Live with a person for 20 years. And then all of a sudden you just decide. Irreconcilable differences. It's a war of the wheels. Right? Pride. And so God wants us to change. Did you know that? And he wants us that he says, this is what I'm saying. When you made those vows, you should have known what you were doing. Matter of fact, you knew what you were doing. If you had a good pastor to tell you, you made these vows there for life. Till, did you forget that part of it? Till death. For richer or what? Until death do you part. Right now, there are some instances of abuse and that, you know, we understand that. But when it comes down to just, we can't just get along, we just can't communicate. And this is, where I love, this is what I love about the kingdom. God teaches us how to be different. Teaches us how to communicate. I'm getting ready to start a new series called Lift. Some of you need some encouragement in this season. You got to know how to lift yourself every now and then. Lift yourself up out of that. Believe that you can be more than what you see today. Come on, help me somebody. Speak it. He says that this fire comes from hell. It says, for every species, verse 7, of beasts and birds and, <coughs> and reptiles and creatures of, sea, of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. Verse 8. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we do what? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an oxymoron, ain't it? That's a paradox, ain't it? You know what I mean? We, we, we bless God. Oh, pray. Come on and bless the Lord. You know what I mean? You, you singing and praising God. You just got to pray. Then you get in the car. You ain't about that. You should, I, it's crazy. We talked about this in our men's meeting. Like, we, we come here, we transform for a few hours, and then, like, we talked about this yesterday. 
And then when we get home, we're like, we go right back into being who we really are. It's time to take this home. Take it home, y'all. Take it home. For real, take it home. Take the principles home. Practice them. Let's look at our handout real quick. I, I, I don't, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I already know. I already know. Your attitude. What else? Your words. Once you've examined your attitudes uh, or the way you talk, now consider what you are. Your words will either build up or tear down your mate. Your, your words are either going to what? Build up or it's going to what? Tear down. Now, what, what do we get when we tear down? I mean, seriously, like, like, like we get the win, right? So I won. I won. So the first thing he said, do you cut and slash your mate verbally with harsh words? Go to Proverbs 15.1. What is it that causes that, 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 that for you to cut? Some of you talk real fast too. You, it's like, you, it's like, I'm like, man, where did that come from? You didn't even, it's like a split second. You didn't even think. Right? It's like, how did it come so fast? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you didn't even think. You just responded. It was a good cut, but it was like, man, it left the other person feeling like, man. That's crazy, ain't it? 15-1. What does it say? Ooh. A gentle answer. But when you are enraged... Oh, hello, somebody. Right? Your words. He says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. But harsh words. Now, we know this. Harsh words stirs up what? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Work with me here. Work with me here. Harsh words does not will not fix the problem. But it goes back to motives. Because maybe you came in trying to or maybe you responded. Oh boy, get quiet up in hell. Look what it says in verse 2. The tongue of the what? Makes knowledge acceptable. But the mouth of fools sprouts. I love verse 3. And this is what you got to remind yourself of in verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the what? The evil and the good. Think about this for a minute. He says he watches the evil and so you, you don't even have to explain it. God already knows about it. But if but if I was to respond, you know, I've been I've been doing that. I've, I've been I've been working on myself. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to answer calmly. 
real calm, real, real smooth, real, not, not always in a, you know what I mean? Especially when kids do crazy stuff, you know what I mean? You just respond, you know what I mean? My, my, my youngest daughter came home the other day and said, something wrong? Why is everybody so nice? <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hold on a minute now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, listen, depends on where you grew up and how you grew up. That's how you respond. And we got all this scripture here, right? But until it goes from the page to performance, it's just in the page. See, we, can, we, we hear the word, but when we get into our beautiful cars or cars and we get home and this stuff just leaves us. And then here's the thing. You got to watch out for Satan now. He sets traps. And if you're asking God to take the haste from you or take harsh words from you, you will be put in situations where you are tested. Get good with it. But some people say, well, I, you know what? I'd rather stay the same than go through the test. Because I don't want to go through that test. I don't want to experience that. But if you, if you cut and slash your mate verbally with harsh words, it leaves the other person not feeling good at all. See? Amen. Go to Psalm 52 and 2. A to the man. <laughs> Ouch. You say all that. I need to make a disclaimer. I am, I am not responsible for how the word deals with you, okay? The word deals with you how God wants it to deal with you. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> Amen. But, but whenever you hear it and you feel, you feel like it's for you, you know what you should say? Thank you. Because God doesn't want you to stay the same. Come on, help me somebody. He doesn't want us to stay the same. And listen, I don't want to be in church all my life and stay the same. That's something wrong with that picture. If the word and the word is life changing, then I ought to see some kind of change in my life. Come on, y'all. Psalm 52. <clears throat> In verse 2, verse 5 says, Why do you boast of in evil, almighty man? Almighty man, the loving kindness of God, God endures all day long. Your tongue devises what? Now, some of y'all got some, some of y'all got razor sharp tongue. You can cut, you can cut a person in a second. You should have been a lawyer. You can cut real good. Look what he says. He says, he says, like a what? Sharp razor. Or worker of what? Ah. The next thing is, in your words, do you use, and this is just a question, lying and deceitful words in any argument? See, what we see today Come on, y'all. Let's talk about it. Jesse Smollett. I, I want to tell you, that's lying and acting at his best. 
Seriously. You know, I know, I know it's still in the, I mean, they got the evidence. I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> you know, you know, you can maintain your innocence. But here's the thing. Sometimes in our arguments and our disagreements, we exaggerate. And we lie. Straight up. To make ourselves. And then we want the win. All right. Now I watched that video. I'm going to use that in counseling, by the way, about how this guy just literally just he was crying and, you know, but I'm going to show through body language that he was not a victim. He came across as a person who was happy that he was getting away with something. I, I'll, I, in my counseling classes, I teach, I use Bill Clinton. And I show through body language, facial expression, voice tones, and, the, and, and their eyes, the way the eyes go, that, that he was lying. And we found out he was lying, didn't we? know for sure Bill Clinton was lying. <laughs> okay? Now, the evidence now against this guy is so, is mounted up. To the point where rather than him saving face now and saying, you know what? I messed up. One thing about a liar, they will go, they would rather burn than tell the truth. And that's not, that's not good when you're communicating with your spouse, when you're communicating with your kid. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. If it's something happened, just say, okay, all right, cool. Just the facts. Rather than digging a deeper hole in for yourself. Rather, just admit, I'm wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. Amen? Look what he says. <laughs> Psalm 120. You know, thou shalt not lie is in one of the Ten Commandments, right? Okay. All right, I'm just checking. You know, because some people like forget that, right? You know, some people just forget. You, you know what? Some of us, our natural instinct is to lie. You know that? Seriously, like we've been lying all our lives, see? And we, we haven't learned the habit of not lying. And some of us can lie so good, right? You, will, you try to convince, but see, I know body language. When you've been trained to see body language and eyes and micro different micro stuff. You could tell where the person is not really telling the truth. Right? I'm going to deal with that another time. Read verse 1. Oh, hold on. Hold on now. In my what? What did he do? I cried to the Lord, and what did he do, y'all? What a beautiful thing. But look what he says next in verse 2. He says, deliver my what? From what? From what? See, notice, she. 
lying can become when it comes it it, it, it's, it resonates in the soul. Now when I teach the doctrine of man, man is made up of a mind, body, soul, he has a conscience, okay? He has a will. That's where the will and the conscience work together. But it's a character trait that if you don't deal, if God does not convert you, if, you, if, you, if you're not saved, if salvation, it's, it's, it's in our nature because it came with the depraved nature that we were born with. Okay? But watch this. But, but as a believer, you can have some of the residue from the old life. And if lying is seated in your soul, in your soul, listen to me real good, in your soul, it's going to be real hard to be delivered from it. So you got to get down to the soul. He says, he says what? He says, look what he says. He says, he says, deliver my soul, O Lord. Deliver my, he didn't say deliver my mouth. He said, deliver my soul, his whole being, O Lord, from what? From lying lips and from what kind of tongue? See, notice, notice this. He says, lying lips and what kind of tongue? O Lord Jesus. A deceitful tongue. Because lying and deceit rolls in the same company. I got to quit right here. My time is up. My time is up. But look at verse 3. What shall be given to you? And what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with the burning coals of the broom tree. Woe is me. All right? Now he's talking about sojourning. Now he, 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 he's, what, what David is doing here is he's talking about, this is actually a psalm of ascent. And what he was doing was he was writing, watch this and I'm closed. Watch this. He was asking for deliverance. A song of ascent was used when they were going up to the temple. And what they would do is at each step, they would stop and sing a song. But he realized something. He says, God, I'm going up to your temple. Oh, Lord, help me. I'm going to the right place. So, God, I'm asking you that you would what? Deliver me. Oh, hallelujah. Not, not just from a lying tongue, but those who lie on me. Hello, somebody. Th those who are treacherous. Those who choose to use words to make me feel bad. Hello, somebody. What, a, what better place to come than the house of God?